Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Kelsey Brothers box. Excuse me, Taylor. It's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, first off, your Cowboys really laid waste to my Giants. Uh, some I'm sorry about that. That just so far as to it say wasn't even fun to watch. I, oh. I can't say it was a surprise after the game predictions that we had last week. I predicted a yeah. score um, of. Um, 42 to 14, you said 33 to 17. So we were both kind of in the ballpark, although not uh, we're totally in, in uh, the vicinity. <laughs> recognizing the extent of the, of the desecration there. But uh, anyway, um, that was that was hard. Kudos to your Cowboys for bouncing back from a tough game against the Eagles and uh, doing what had to be done mm-hmm. when I was dealing with uh, Carolina this week. They're in for another. Uh, um, Buffalo uh, fantasy performance. Yes, I think our rankings will reflect that. Uh, we had a it was a weird slate of games. I mean, we had five games decided by a game-ending field goal. There was a lot of weird stuff this week. I mean, it just uh, some days it's hard to predict, but every now and then we get a few right. <laughs> Joshua, we do Bob. have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do. There's only four teams on a bye this week, which is nice. Uh, we are we're at least getting some better primetime games. We're getting less of this overseas nonsense. It's just not for our overseas listeners. It's fine. I just don't love watching a terrible game at 9 a.m. But I'm sure people who paid to be there for that Colts and Patriots game weren't excited either. We'll talk about the Patriots in a minute. <laughs> There's some news coming out of there. Um, we have quite the action back show tonight. We've got, unfortunately, the always lovely injury report, the waiver wire, so we can fix all these holes and bye week issues and injury problems and all of the things. Unfortunately, Sherba's tasked with the hardest part of the whole show. We've got who to start, who to sit, our positional rankings. We've got game picks. We've got daily fantasy picks. We've got everything you need to guide your team to victory, to win your water cooler arguments, to make a couple bucks on DraftKings or FanDuel or wherever, Caesars or the 78 betting sites, we've got you covered. Um, in the meantime, if one hour of this is just not enough, because we'll be here with you until 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, for those of you listening live and those listening after the fact, kick back, relax, unless you're sitting, you know, in Beltway traffic and then our condolences. Uh, you can find us all over social media. We're on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show. You can find us at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number four THN Inches Show at gmail.com. That's the number four THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And of course, if you missed any of these action packed minutes of this episode or any episode in the past, we've got 14 years worth of back catalog everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Um, we're thinking maybe pulling out a couple of greatest hits later on. Yeah. I mean, I've done the podcast from Beltway Traffic. We we were talking last week about the many weird places we have done this podcast. 
throughout our time. Many of those were on Beltway traffic. <laughs> only once did Sherpa almost die for the show. We only, you know, the back of the restaurant was a tough day. But, you know, we persevered. <laughs> Sherpa almost died in Times Square for the show. <laughs> but here we are, 14 years north of 200 episodes later. And next week is our always lovely Thanksgiving thankful episode and also the turkeys so if you have any you want us to highlight because the list is long on both sides feel free to find us on social media we are more than receptive um but tonight as i said what's going on um not only do we have injuries which we'll get to in a minute but we have some firings we have some releases we have some benchings we have some returns (laughs) a lot of action um we did see just a little while ago the Jets released running back Michael Carter. So I guess we've we've decided that experiment is over. Dalvin Cook didn't get traded, but Brees Hall is the only one getting the rock. Um, but the you were Patriots say, are not. Two guys named Michael Carter on the same team experiment is over. Yeah, that was tough. I was watching a college football game this weekend. I forget who it was. Brothers, one was an offensive player, one was a defense, and they both wear the same number. I was like, well, that's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair at all. Speaking of college, uh, did you, there was a game between Texas A&M and Mississippi State this weekend where both the coaches got fired after the game. Yeah, I don't that's know if that's tough. ever happened that's before, tough. at least not mid-season. I mean, generally, if season. you win the game, you get to keep your job, but not anymore. <laughs> And he didn't just win the game. He won by, like, 40 points, and he still got tired. And that still wasn't enough. <laughs> There's no safety anywhere anymore. No more for one week. Well, at least he gets a nice uh, going-away present of about $80 million. But, uh, I know. Thanks to I know. Texas a and Boosters, life is hard. We need we need better agents. <laughs> no one's paying us $80 million to go away. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, no. the Jets are paying Michael Carter to go away. I would imagine he's going to land somewhere. There's a lot of running back injuries. Um, the Raiders claimed cornerback Jack Jones off the waivers from the Patriots. Mac, and not just Jack Jones, but Mac Jones, not sure if he's going to be starting quarterback after their bye week, after being benched for the third time. Um, that's just the tip of the iceberg of problems they have. The Bills fired their offensive coordinator after – the uh, abomination we saw last night. <laughs> so Joe Brady's taking over there, um, and you know we've got we've got Motor City Dan Campbell out there telling people to wear a diaper before they watch games. So you know we got a little bit of everything here tonight. <laughs> we'll dive into the injuries. Unfortunately, there are a few of those. We did get some guys back from injury this week. If we're starting in Arizona, like we do, Kyler Murray returned. James Conner came back. They look like a completely different football team than they did a couple of weeks ago. Not that they're necessarily a good football team, but, like, neither are the Falcons. So here we are. Um, You might not have a top five draft pick by the end of it. Yeah, the Bears still have two. It's quite easier (laughs) for the Giants. Yeah. And Uh, and also, I feel like – we didn't have to do Tommy DeVito quite as dirty as everyone. The storyline being he's the only starting quarterback living at home with mom and dad. I mean, he had enough against him. Did we really have to do that to him, too? And doesn't anyway. make his own bed. Yeah. No. He's got a pretty sweet gig. I got to say, it does not sound bad. No. No. <laughs> no, one's, no one's making my bed and cooking dinner. <laughs> Just but anyway, out in Arizona. In <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and and you and I both have attacked cats living in our houses, so things are not safe in any capacity here. Um, (laughs) They probably do not have a cat cat in the DeVito household. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably playing better if there were. It's very motivating. Um, so we the the Cardinals got a little healthier. They do, however, have quite a few injuries on the offensive line and in the linebacking core. Also, most notably on the offensive side of the ball, wide receiver Zach Pascal is knocked out of the game with a hamstring injury. He's questionable going into the week. Uh, again, hopefully you're not needing to start Zach Pascal, but some of us are out here starting eating Ian Thomas and Tommy Tremble. So not not throwing stones here. <laughs> Trey McBride, though, he's he's quite something. He's doing quite well. Yeah, former Eagle, now hanging out out in uh, Arizona behind yet another former Eagle. (laughs) uh, Trey McBride certainly looks like he and Kyler Murray have had a few reps since he's been trying to get healthy. Like that a lot. We'll get to him in just a little bit in our tight end rankings, I'm sure. Good news for all of you guys. The Falcons are on a bye this week, so I can't pick them to lose. Uh, however, Taylor Heineke did get knocked out of the game with what they're calling a low-grade hamstring injury or ineffectiveness, one or the other. Um, but we'll see how he is coming out of the bye week. Also keep an eye on wide receiver Mac, Mac Collins there and most of their defensive ends, but we'll we'll touch on those next week. In Baltimore, stop me if you've heard this before, Odell Beckham Jr. on the uh, injury report. <laughs> he is questionable. He's not practicing. He's got a sore knee. We're not even trying to come up with real injuries anymore. He just feels sore today, so he didn't want to play. Um, I'm sure he will show up at game time. He will play how much he plays, whether or not you want to take that risk. I don't think he should, but, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. might think otherwise. Also, cornerback Marlon Humphrey is not practicing. He's dealing with a calf injury. That's a, a big piece of that secondary there. Ronnie Stanley, also not practicing, still dealing with a knee injury. He's who keeps Lamar Jackson upright. And also keep an eye on linebacker Trenton Simpson, who is knocked out with a concussion. Um, but their injury report is actually getting smaller from being the historically largest two weeks later to really middle of the pack. So good on them. The Buffalo Bills... Uh, as we alluded to, fired their offensive coordinator. I don't necessarily think that fixes all your problems. Uh, their entire defense is still, you know, the fourth and fifth string guys, unfortunately. And uh, for the most part, everyone is injured on that defense. And wide receiver Trent Sherfield is also questionable with an ankle injury. Hopefully you're not going to need to throw him in your lineup this week, but there you are. In Carolina, uh, as you mentioned, going to be playing the Cowboys this week. They did activate tight end Ian Thomas of my sad, sad little dynasty team (laughs) coming back off injured reserve. He has been hanging out with a calf injury. Now he's healthy. That's good. They also designated cornerback J.C. Horn to come back from injured reserve. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury, so that would be a really nice boost to the cornerbacks. Wide receiver D.J. Chark is questionable, so is LaVisca Chenault. Tight end Hayden Hurst is dealing with some soft tissue injuries. Keep an eye on er, cornerback C.J. Henderson, who was – banged up last week. Uh, Certainly guys to keep an eye on as you go this week, more so if you're trying to decide if you're going to hit the over this week. Those are names you want to look at. Out in Chicago, quarterback Justin Fields might play this week. He says he seems to feel he's ready. The team maybe is just tanking for draft picks. We don't know at this point. Tentatively penciled in as the starter for this week. We will see how that goes. Obviously, he's been dealing with that dislocated thumb. Hard to hold a football, hard to throw a football. That I understand. 
Um, also, running back Khalil Herbert is still not yet activated from injured reserve. He's dealing with an ankle injury. There is still time this week that they could do that, so keep an eye on it. That does definitely affect the uh, Roshan Johnson and Deontay Foremans of the world. Also, keep an eye on linebacker Tremaine Edwards, who is a little banged up. He's he's a big part of that defense and certainly someone they're going to need out there to win. The Bengals had themselves a uh, tough little week here, and I'm not entirely sure it's going to get better. In the meantime, however, they were without T. Higgins last week. Defensive end Sam Hubbard is still banged up. Cornerback Chidobe Wuze is still banged up. Defensive end Trey Hendrickson is still banged up. He's still waiting on an MRI later today. Hyperson did his knee, did not return, um, dealing with a couple other issues in the secondary, and it would probably behoove them if Joe Burrow stopped throwing footballs to the other team. That usually makes it easier to win, but not a reason to be on the injury report. <laughs> in Cleveland, the other side of that division, uh, Deshaun Watson is no longer on the injury report with a shoulder injury. Now we have acquired an ankle injury. Still awaiting results from his MRI. Uh, he expects to play Sunday against the Steelers. I would wait and see. Tune in later this week. Um, I can tell you I have him on a team. I am not planning on starting him. I sure hope you are not either. Cornerback um, Denzel Ward, also questionable. He's got what they're calling a minor neck strain. Generally, if you're a giant human being hitting other humans, a neck strain probably isn't mild, but who knows. Uh, also, safety, uh, Juan Thornhill was knocked out of the game with a calf injury. So a couple of guys to keep an eye on on the defensive side of the ball. And in slightly better news, Nick Chubb had another successful knee surgery to repair his torn ACL. So his knee is fully put back together. Now he's just got a rehab. So good for him. The Cowboys, as you said, came off kind of a drubbing of the, the Giants this week. Um, however, not really any good news came out of the injury report today. Wide receiver Kamate Turpin is questionable. He'll be later on down the line this week. Again, more of a deeper play, special teams play for you. Um, but Jerry Jones went on the radio today and said that linebacker Leighton Vanderesh is not going to be coming back this season, and his career is possibly in jeopardy after this latest neck injury. So not something you want to hear as a Cowboys fan. Also, cornerback C.J. Goodwin is going to be out for the rest of the season with his pectoral muscles, so... Nothing nothing good coming out of my Cowboys today. Uh, in Denver, whew, well, they got a couple of things going their way. Tight end Greg Dolchich going to be uh, returning at some point this season. No one seems to want to give me an idea of when that some point is. In the next week or two is what I'm hearing, but we'll see if it actually happens. Safety PJ Locke is uh, walking around in a walking boot. He was knocked out of the game pretty early on uh, with an ankle injury. Not ideal when you see a guy with a walking boot. I would imagine we are not going to see a whole lot of him this week on the field, so that that defense is going to take a bit of a hit. Out in Detroit, not a lock to play. Not a lock to play. Not at all. Also, I keep thinking that um, <laughs> mixing him up with PJ Walker, the quarterback, and I'm just not the same person at all. But PJ Lock, like PJ Walker, I'm like walking boot. That's going to be tough for him to throw. He's not throwing. He's trying to catch footballs and knock people over. <laughs> Tough to keep them straight. Um, in Detroit, not hard to keep this injury report straight because it is actually pretty small for them. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, the relatively new acquired wide receiver, uh, is questionable. He's still dealing with the hamstring injury. And keep an eye on most of their defensive players. 
everyone's a little banged up. But, hey, they're going out there. They're, Dan Campbell's got them fired up six ways a Sunday. It seems to be working. Props to them. Uh, for the Packers, two big injuries this week. Uh, linebacker Clay Walker, who did not play last week with a groin injury, and cornerback Jair Alexander did not play as well, he, dealing with a shoulder injury. Still both very questionable going into this week, so keep an eye on those. Uh, certainly going to be a different game without them on the field, as we saw last week. Uh, in Houston, we do not seem to have a lot of problems here, so you don't need to call Houston for that. Uh, they are certainly a little banged up, uh, most notably running back Damian Pierce, who we haven't seen in the last two weeks. He's dealing with an ankle injury, um, hoping to get a little healthier this week, but so far it doesn't sound super optimistic that he is going to get on the field this week, but keep an eye on it. Tight end Brevin Jordan is dealing with uh, some hamstring injuries as well. He's a little slowed down there. He's questionable. Wide receiver Nico Collins did not play last week with a calf injury. It looked like he was going to be ready to go, and then it was kind of a late scratch. And kicker Kaimi Fairbad, uh, he was put on IR. His quad just wasn't going to come back. He's out at least four weeks, and we got uh, Matt Amendola out here kicking field goals. So things are going okay for the Texans, but keep an eye as well on their secondary, Jimmy Ward in particular. I'd like to see him a little healthier coming into this week, but the linebackers and safeties are the walking wounded. Stop me if you've heard that before. The Colts are on a bye this week. Just one thing to keep an eye on when you're you're pre-planning your next week's lineup. Center Ryan Kelly is concussed, still very much in the protocol. I don't like when uh, young quarterbacks or Gardner Minshew don't have their proper center, so keep an eye on that when you're making your predictions. <laughs> Moving into Jacksonville. Uh, tough game last week for them. Tough game coming up. Uh, Zay Jones, wide receiver, was released from jail this morning. That's normally how we start our injury report. <laughs> the, the way that this is said to me, with questionable with a knee injury, was released from jail this morning. He was arrested for a misdemeanor uh, domestic violence situation. Uh misdemeanor battery didn't sound great don't love the knee injury either that's kept him out for the last two weeks but like really do not love the domestic violence arrest i'm thinking it's probably not a strong chance he's on the field this week um so please please plan accordingly when jail enters your blurb about your injury your day's not going well sir uh, Jamal Agnew, also in the injury report, did not go to jail, though. He's just questionable with a shoulder injury. It's going to be a real long shot. Um, but he was knocked out pretty good with a, an injury this week in Week 10. So Week 11, very much in doubt. Most of their cornerbacks are injured and hitting IR and not looking real strong in general. So just the secondary is <laughs> just... It needs a little TLC right now and not the kind Zay Jones apparently wants to prescribe. So don't start him this week. In Kansas City, I don't know if you've heard, this is a rematch of brothers of Taylor Swift and people's most sexiest humans alive people. And, oh, I don't know, a Super Bowl rematch. There's a lot going into this one this week. Kansas City is coming off their bye, and, you know, Travis is coming off his German trip or Austrian trip or wherever the hell he was on tour. 
Um, but we do have Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who is here practicing. A little questionable, but he's around. We appreciate that. Watch receiver Richie James is not activated yet from IR. He is potentially going to be, but not quite yet. So keep an eye on that. He's been dealing with a knee injury. It could be this week. It may not be till next week, but we're getting close. In Las Vegas, the Raiders, the Raiders. The Antonio Pierce coached Raiders have somehow continued to be a functional team and props to them, but they are a little banged up as well, uh, particularly the cornerbacks, linebackers, nothing good happening there. Um, I would certainly keep an eye on uh, Colton Miller, the offensive tackle as well, and cornerback Rick Robertson is concussed, very much still in the concussion protocol. Not ideal either, so keep an eye on those two, particularly as the week goes on. The Los Angeles Chargers they they played themselves a game. Unfortunately, also several people got injured in this game, and they did not win. So things were rough all over. Um, tight end Gerald Everett's questionable. He's dealing with a back injury. They're calling it day-to-day. Uh, we all are actually day-to-day, so that always seems like a silly designation. <laughs> day-to-day it is. Keenan Allen is questionable with a shoulder injury. He exited for 10 minutes or so, and then just sort of reappeared in a goal line stand like nothing happened. So I guess we're going with the shoulders okay. Uh, wide receiver Josh Palmer is uh, hoping to come back at some point from IR, but Brandon Staley doesn't want to give us a, an expected recovery timetable for that knee. So it doesn't sound like it's in the next couple of weeks, just FYI. I see after uh, uh, Brandon Staley's gone. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> well, the way things are going, he's he's on the hot seat. It's getting hotter by the second. Um, the Los Angeles Rams coming off the bye week. Matt Stafford is allegedly going to be the quarterback this week, and we say allegedly because no one's really sure if he can still hold a football, but it's fine. No one's worried about it. Um, so we'll see how that goes. They did also bring in Carson Wentz. So, you know, they have options. There's some options out there. Um, again, see how that looks closer to game time. I don't want you to put Matt Stafford out there and it three plays in, he can't hold a football anymore. It just makes me nervous. But other than that, they are pretty healthy. It looks like Kyron Williams, who's been on injured reserve, uh, probably is coming back for next week. This week would be too soon, but week 12, he should be active again, which would be a nice boost. Uh, and most of their their defensive tackles are getting a little healthier. Everyone's hurt, but we're getting one or two back from, from IR. So it's getting better. It will get better, I promise. The Dolphins uh, coming back, getting a little healthier here. So keep an eye on wide receiver River Craycraft, who's still – Still questionable leg injury. Um, you've got Raheem Mostert is, they're saying, an undisclosed reason not participating in practice today. He's a little banged up, and he's got a few miles on his tires. I wouldn't worry about this if he does not practice all week. Then I'm ready to worry about it, but it sounds like he's going to be fine. Um, wide receiver Jalen Waddle is questionable. He's dealing with a knee injury. He said that the bye week helped rejuvenate his body. So sounds like he's playing and not playing, which great, great. <laughs> Running back Devon Achan is eligible. Yeah, he's eligible to come off of IR. He is 
been designated to return. The knee is feeling good. We are healthy. I'm very excited about this. It's going to be a dynamic-looking team this week. Um, they do have a couple of issues at guard and offensive tackle, so those may rear their ugly head. But for now, we're going to ride the high of healthy humans, so props to them. In Minnesota, um, we saw we saw uh, just another Joshua Dobbs performance, I guess, this week. <laughs> Poor guy that still doesn't really know who he's playing with. But he's going out and he's finding a way to win games, so good for him. Uh, Kirk Cousins uh, officially has his cast removed from his Achilles injury, so he's feeling excited about that and apparently has been actually very helpful for Joshua Dobbs in going over game plans together and, and talking about the team in general, which seemed to be helpful this week. So hopefully they keep doing that. Um, and just imagine he and Aaron Rodgers are calling each other and trash-talking each other about how quickly yeah, they'll be there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kirk Cousins just seems too aw shucks. I just don't know if he's trash-talking anyone ever in his life. I can't even see him doing it. <laughs> Remember those, those NFL mic'd up? moments where you'd hear Philip Rivers trying to talk trash to people and he like couldn't do it. He had like third grade trash talk. I don't want to imagine yeah. Kirk Cousins probably sounds like. But anyway, I digress. Kirk Cousins does not have a cast on. Cannot play football though. Don't don't be fooled by Aaron Rodgers. This is not a thing happening. Um most of their of their linebackers and defensive ends are questionable. Not in skill, in health, not dogging anyone, but just keep an eye on the, the defense when you're making some picks here. Uh, running back-wise, Alexander Madison is in concussion protocol, and he is not looking like he's got a good sign of getting out of it right away, so keep an eye on him as the week goes. Um, Cam Akers is on IR. He's got his, officially, with his torn Achilles, I'm sure he's already down at the the torn Killy like gymnasium down wherever they are in, in Florida or something where all these guys are together. Um, but in better news, Justin Jefferson was not active last week, but might be available this week. He's coming off injury reserve. Looks like he's got a chance. So we'll talk in a little bit when we get to position rankings about whether or not that is going to be something for your lineup. The Patriots are on a bye. They're also in a terrible place, so we're going to just skip these guys entirely. Um, the Saints also want to buy. Two things to note, though. Um, Michael Thomas, pretty significant knee injury. They're calling it questionable now, still running tests. Cornerback Marshawn Lattimore uh, suffered a high ankle sprain. A, a Again, not a an insignificant injury. It's something probably he's going to miss time. And Derek Carr did get knocked out of the game. His right shoulder is fine. He is not concussed. He's just questionable. So those are the ones to keep an eye on in the bye week. For the Giants, things things were not good. Um, Adoree Jackson, cornerback, questionable. Running back Deion Jackson's questionable. Wide receiver Jalen Hyatt was knocked out of the game with a concussion. He's in the protocol. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau was knocked out with a concussion. And it just – it keeps going on and on and on. Deontay Banks, quarterback, ankle injury. Andrew Thomas, tackle, knee injury. Tyrod Taylor, on injured reserve. Not season-ending, but might be season-ending. Daniel Jones, injured reserve. Graham Gano, even the kicker's on injured reserve. Like, 
it is it is a bad time to be on this team right now. I am sorry for your giant Sherpa. Um, there are one or two healthy players, and Saquon Barkley is one of them, despite how the first half of that football game looked. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, the first name on the New York Jets injury report is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he expects to return this year, but he doesn't have a specific date. But check back next week with Pat McAfee on Tuesday for, for more. <laughs> Um, the rest of the team pretty pretty healthy, except for your linebackers. But you know, so be it. We're at that point; no one's healthy anymore. The Eagles um, put one of their safeties, Justin Evans, on IR. Uh, he is actually getting designated to come back this week. Uh, the knee's feeling healthier. His designated return could play this week. So good on him. Um, They'd also like to see some other guys get a little healthier. Nicobe Dean is dealing with a Liz Frank sprain. He is likely going on injured reserve. They haven't officially done that yet. Uh, Bradley Roby is still questionable, dealing with head, shoulders, knees, and toes, a little bit of everything. Dylan Hurts is still on here, questionable. Um, he is. They're calling it a bruised knee. It seems like more than that, but that's all they want to tell us, which is fine. Um, tight end Dallas Goddard did have surgery to uh, address the fracture in his right forearm, likely a four-week recovery time. He's just planning on coming back as soon as he gets out of a cast, so good on him. Um, really, the Jalen Hurts and how much he practices this week, I think, is the biggest story out of all of this because they're going to need all of that to play the, <laughs> the Chiefs this week. Taylor Swift will settle for nothing less, so they're going to have to keep an eye on that injury report. In Pittsburgh, a couple of big names on the injury report. Minka Fitzpatrick being one of them, being knocked out of the game. It looks like he's on track to play. Quan Alexander hit IR. Unfortunately, he's going to be done for the next four weeks. Tight end Pat Fryermoose, however, is planning to resume practicing next week, a.k.a. this week. Um, and he's hoping to be eligible to return uh, November 19th at Cleveland, They've not officially designated him to return yet. I imagine in another day or two we'll know one way or another, but um, we'll take a look at what's out there. Maybe he's worth putting your lineup. Maybe he's not. In San Francisco, uh, just a couple of injuries, nothing too crazy, uh, a couple of linebackers, a couple of guards, uh, mostly guys like Colton McKivitz, uh, the offensive lineman, dealing with an ankle injury. He's a guy you'd like to have out on the field, but... He's not going to make or break things, unfortunately. In Seattle, uh, definitely dealing with a few injuries here. Drake Young, wide receiver, is dealing with an abdominal issue. Uh, one, two, three, four, five linebackers are dealing with injuries. <laughs> All of the linebackers on the roster are currently injured. Um, and Kenny McIntosh is showing up as questionable today after practice, the running back without an injury designation. So I'm thinking it's more of a rest situation than anything else, but keep an eye on that. In Tampa Bay, historically... uh, Linebackers, did you see the news about uh, Bobby Wagner having his identity stolen by his ex-wife's boyfriend and all that was a really bizarre story? What a wild tale that was. That rabbit hole going down that, I was like, holy moly. The guy got out of what? jail and stole a car right away. Again, it was bizarre. Like, anyway, I What digress. would possess, if there was any identity on the planet that you wanted to steal, you're like, who's, like, 
like a very large, physically fit, potentially angry person. Let me take that person's identity. No, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that guy that ran out on the field, that would be nothing compared to what I would imagine Bobby Wagner would do to that yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Gentleman. I'm just saying, like, this clearly not a very good criminal. <laughs> like, if we had criminal fantasy teams, he would not be drafted on mine. That guy's not a good one. <laughs> I'm sure Bobby Wagner agrees with us. Yeah, yeah, friend of the show, Bobby Wagner. We got your side on this, buddy. Um, out in Seattle, though, otherwise, pretty okay. Tampa Bay, however... Actually, one I, I say that like there's going to be a hundred injuries. There's a couple of big ones. Most notably, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> He's dealing with a thumb injury, smashing on somebody's helmet. Didn't look like it felt all that great, but not planning to miss any practice time. Fully on track for Sunday's game. I mean, maybe I would be a little more cautious about placing the 49ers, but he's not. Baker's waking up and feeling dangerous. You got to respect that. Um, a couple of couple of injuries is secondary, but it's a pretty clean injury report for them. So good on you, Tampa Bay. For our our friends out in Tennessee, the Titans, um, Ryan Tannehill still is questionable. He's he's still the backup quarterback here. Uh, Traylon Burks also listed questionable with an ankle injury. Um, Andre Dillon, he's in the concussion protocol. One of their offensive linemen. You're really nice to have him back, and a couple of couple banged up linebackers and cornerbacks as every team has right now, which is terrible, but for the most part, things are pretty healthy. And last but not least, the Washington Commanders. <laughs> We've got a few things here, uh, mostly on the defensive side of the ball, uh, but most notably here, defensive end James Smith-Williams, who is Pretty questionable. He got knocked out with a hamstring injury. Uh, certainly someone you want in that secondary if Gino's going to be throwing a million moon balls this week, but we'll find out. Um, and could be without one of their many, many, many backup running backs. So other than that, moderately healthy team, you know, after trading away half their defense. But is there anyone left on the injury uh, that's not injured, that's not on a buy, that might have some fantasy value still anywhere in this world? And is it yeah, just Ian Thomas? <laughs> no, it's not just Ian Thomas. Um, there are actually <laughs> several running backs that might be worth uh, picking up this week. Uh, Devin Singletary in Houston would be at the top of my list. You know, he yeah. ran for a lot of yards this past week and, and uh Damian Pierce's absence and seems like he's uh, settling in there pretty well into a high-powered offense. Uh, Keaton Mitchell with Baltimore still widely available has a matchup against Cincinnati coming up, which figures to be another high-scoring game. Uh, Jarek McKinnon for the Chiefs against the Eagles, not going to get a ton of rushing yards, but always seems to work his way into the passing game, and especially if you're in a points per reception league, you can be some valuable, yeah. uh, some value. Uh, Seattle, Zach Charbonnet still out there. Uh, potentially a nice matchup against the Rams this week. I mean, yes, he's he's not going to take over for Kenneth Walker III anytime soon, but he still seems to be uh, getting more snaps as the season goes on. And then finally, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, who knows what's going on Ooh. with Eagles' backfield from week to week, but. Uh, <laughs> 
this has become the Mike Shanahan offense of the commander's days 15 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he'll early, early podcast days. Yeah, maybe he'll get three carries. Maybe he'll get three touchdowns. Maybe he'll get three carries on three touchdowns. The only way to know for sure is if you put him on your bench, he will have the game of his life. You put him in your lineup, nothing. (laughs) So some other guys, if you're just looking for like a one-week buy replacement, uh, Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman with Los Angeles, uh, Jaleel McLaughlin with Denver and Latavius Murray with Buffalo. Uh, some other guys that uh, I looked at but um, keen on their matchups this week would be Antonio Gibson with Washington and Tajay Spears with uh, um, Tennessee going up against Jacksonville. So anything you want to He does add seem to like that, a guy who would be on the Jaguars team. I don't know why, but it just it just feels right. <laughs> yeah. So um, – any any additions or deletions from your perspective to that list? No, but to piggyback on it, a question for you. <clears throat> so say you have say you have a guy like Keaton Mitchell for for the Ravens who got was electric this week. John Harbaugh saying we're going to put him in line for more reps on a Thursday night. We already know how I feel about Thursday nights. Or you have a guy like Brandon Cooks who the Cowboys, like, just realized is still on their team. And they they have big games in situations that maybe wouldn't normally have presented themselves. Do you try to ride that hot streak and say, I'm going to go get Keaton Mitchell this week and hope something great happens? Or, like, maybe because they know Brandon Cook's actually still employed by this organization, they might throw the ball to him again? Or are you just like, this is a flash in a pan, let's see what actually happens? I don't know that either is a flash in the pan, but when I look at – the Dallas receiving core. He's obviously the beta at best to the yeah. Rams alpha. If you look at the Baltimore running game, I mean, I've certainly benefited uh, quite a bit you know, this year from um, you know, Gus Edwards. Hill and I'm not Gus, complain, Ed- Gus Edwards. It, <laughs> yeah, it just seems to me that Keaton Mitchell, there's a lot more upside there just in terms of explosiveness compared to the Gus Edwards battling mm-hmm. ram. So, yeah. you know, I think if I had to swing for the fences and start one of them this week in hopes of just, you know, stumbling my way into a, a bushel of four points, you know, I, I'd probably think Keaton like Mitchell has the higher upside um, of those two that you just um, presented. And just in general, if I have a running back who I think is going to get a fair number of touches, even if it's just part of the committee, I would probably prefer that mm-hmm. over a wide receiver. Yeah. The only reason I even consider Brandon Cooks, and I'm not actually putting him on any of my teams because I just I, I got to have as few Cowboys as possible or else I just too much. Can't do it. Um, but because of the matchup, I feel like there might be more kind of garbage time opportunities for him. So I maybe maybe if you're in a deeper league, you can ride him another week before, you know, the Cowboys start playing real teams again because I think that goes away pretty fast. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I don't know, in garbage time, are they more likely to be throwing to Brandon Cooks or handing off to Rico Dowdle? I don't know. Uh, Well, it's obvious the answer is Rico Dowdle because I dropped him off a team and he immediately started (laughs) playing. Yeah, I I dropped him off a 
a, a dynasty team a while back, but uh, I, I'm not so mad about it. Too many cheers over that. No, but, no but I don't think that's so going to stick long term anyway. No. On to wide receivers. Uh, you'll be glad to know Brandon Cooks is actually one of the guys that I was going to highlight uh, this week. There's okay. Actually, quite a few In a very wide segue. receivers. <laughs> yeah, quite a few wide receivers that I would feel comfortable picking up as pleasant plays for this week. Brandon Cooks is one of them. Romeo Dubs with Green Bay. Noah Brown, who as long as uh, Nico um, Collins is out. Oh, okay. I almost mm-hmm. butchered his name again. Um, as long as uh, Nico Collins is out in Houston, Noah Brown has uh, carved out a nice role for himself. Uh, yeah. Jim Reed with Green Bay, Elijah Moore for Cleveland, Odell Beckham Jr., assuming his uh, knee is healthy, Michael Wilson with Arizona, especially with the resurgence of uh, Kyler Murray there. Uh, Wondell Robinson, just because I figure at some point Tommy DeVito's got to complete a few passes and it seems like a week where that might happen. And then Kadarius Tony, if you want to uh, see if lightning strikes twice, uh, you'll remember he had a couple big catches and a return against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So oh, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe he, he channels that again, um, and we'll see what happens. But anyway, quite a few. And then uh, a little bit further down the list, the list, guys that I'm not quite as enthused about, but uh, – also could serve in plug and play as plug and play and options in deeper leagues or Curtis Samuel against the Giants this week and uh, Clinton like Johnson uh, going up against Green Bay this uh, this week. Yeah, there's some there's some interesting. It was actually harder for me to pick um, a couple of positions to actually pick ten guys I really didn't want to start and wide receiver was one of them. I just felt like. There's a lot of games that could go either we're scoring a ton of points and I'm like, I, I don't know who's going to get it at this point, or like I'm pretty sure the defense can cover some of these guys. It was hard to narrow down 10. I really didn't want to start this week. So at least there's some good options out there. Coincidentally, uh, same thing here. But for me, it was more quarterback tight end and defenses that I had a hard time uh, finding 10 yeah. that I didn't like this week. Running backs and wide receivers, there's usually no shortage of uh, people there that I would want to stay away from given my prediction on game scripts, but we'll see. Uh, so moving on to quarterbacks, then the two that strike me this week, one will not surprise you and one may. Uh, the one that won't surprise you is Joshua Dobbs. I'm still widely available. Uh, you got to be impressed with what he's done with Minnesota. Of course, you know, home games going out to Denver, you know, is, is in, you know, for a nighttime game is a different story, but uh, I have confidence in him, especially since he's shown the ability to generate points with his running game, too. And then uh, Jordan Love, the one that's likely to surprise you just because he hasn't really played well at all. Uh, recently, yeah. But he is going up against the Chargers defense this week that has made uh, lots of quarterbacks look good this year. So, those are two yeah. that I uh, like quite a bit. Um, Baker Mayfield and Matthew Stafford I would put in that category, but, of course, they're injured, so uh, take them down into a lower tier. And then other guys that are available, but I really wouldn't want to start them unless I'm desperate. Are Will Levis with Tennessee, Russell Wilson, Bryce Young, and Zach Wilson. <clears throat> Yeah, I think I'm a little more partial to Will Levis, but it's, it is not the best matchup this week, that's for sure. Okay. 
Okay, moving on to tight ends, a couple options. Uh, one I don't think will surprise you, the other might. The one that won't surprise you is Luke Musgrave with the uh, Packers going up against the Chargers defense. And then uh, the one that I think will surprise you is um, um, the blast from the past uh, with the Giants, and that's Daniel Bellinger, who had a nice rookie year last year, but then he's kind of been lost in the... Well, he, got, he almost lost his eye, and, like, he he overcame some stuff. That was that was bad yeah. last year. But then, of course, with but, Dan yeah. Waller there for most of the season, he's been overshadowed, but now he's getting an opportunity. I feel a lot better if uh, Daniel Jones or even to Rob Taylor were his quarterback, but uh, Tommy DeVito, maybe that's a safety blanket for him. We'll, we'll see, but... Uh, Anyway, those are two that I like a lot. Um, Gerald Everett, I would like if he weren't injured. Uh, guys that I like less given the matchups this week, but uh, still, if you're desperate, uh, could serve as plug-and-play options are Kate Alton, Chiga Conquil, Tyler Conklin, and uh, Irv Smith Jr. I thought Irv Smith Jr. was going to have a bigger game last week than he did, but part of that was because Joe Burrow was not good. So I was, again, I just... I feel like with so many hurt wide receivers, he's got to do something. But yeah. there's not a lot of that when your offense isn't moving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it didn't work out for him in Minnesota. It doesn't look like it's working for him yeah. in Cincinnati. You know, at what point do you just throw in the towel? I'm sure many people have already, but uh, I don't know. I'm still holding out hope for him. But uh, I've still got him on the team. I'm day. ready. I'm ready for when he's going to break out. I'm I'm going to be the first one in line. <laughs> okay. And uh, defenses this week, the three that I'm most excited about that are widely available for some reason, probably a combination of buys and other things, but uh, Miami uh, hosting Las Vegas, Jacksonville hosting Tennessee, and Detroit hosting Chicago this week. All three of those, I think, are outstanding defenses to Mm -hmm. start. Uh, Some other options, maybe in a tier lower than that, Houston hosting Arizona. Denver hosting Minnesota and Minnesota at Denver. Um, the Giants um, at Washington. I, I know that's probably not a popular pick, but uh, I think they are going to bounce back uh, this week a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully that's not yeah. just the homer in me speaking. And then uh, no, Washington no. Uh, against those same Giants. Uh, I figure that could be a low-scoring game. But uh, anyway, some good defenses to stream, but Miami, Jacksonville, and Detroit, probably the three I'm most interested in if I need one this week. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. It could certainly, we've had much worse weeks of options. (laughs) This is a pretty good one, all things considered. Okay, Uh, why don't we get to some uh, position player um, recommendations, like top 10 list. Uh, How about I start us off at running back? Um, Let's get crazy. I know this will shock you, but Christian McCaffrey is at the top of my list this week. Raheem Mostert, Tony Pollard, Joe Mixon, Travis Etienne, Devin Singletary, who we talked about before, David Montgomery, Isaiah Pacheco. I actually have Keaton Mitchell at nine and Austin Eckler at ten. Honorable mentions, Saquon Barkley, Kenneth Walker, III, Jameer Gibbs, and Aaron Jones. Yeah, this is – it was really tough. I felt like there was a couple of running backs that were, like, the top of the heap here, and then it was 
I could have anywhere from like eight to 20, I could have found another to fit in this top 10. So um, I actually went with Austin Eckler at number one and Christian McCaffrey down at number two. It's not just because he broke a touchdown streak. I just think that the Tampa Bay defense will slow down this offense a little better than they did. I like Austin Eckler's matchup against Green Bay a lot better, Um, but it's very easily could go either way. I have Travis Etienne all the way up at three on my list, and Josh Jacobs checking in at four. Saquon Barkley all the way up to five here. And I know based off what we saw last week, this is madness, and it is, but there is absolutely no possible way that the Giants can be competitive or win a football game if you're not using Saquon Barkley. You can't have the man have one yard in a half of football. That's just madness. So either this works or it's just done. Like, I'm done with it. So I'm I'm going all in. I think they're going to have a better game plan here. Um, it's not the world's best matchup, but I think Saquon Barkley can overcome and at least get me some one-tier fantasy points out of this position. But I do it with some trepidation. Anyway. Yeah, here's a guy that was a top 10 pick in a lot of drafts, and then yeah. here we are talking about him like, well, maybe you can fit him into your lineup as a flex if you, you know, hold your eyes. Yeah. And, uh, I just I feel best. like he's got to be, if he's not pissed off and can channel that into this game, like, I, I just don't know. Like, maybe he's just already done. Maybe the team's already done. This is a real dumpster fire of a situation, but I want it to be better. So I'm hoping it is. I can see a way that this might work, but I can also see this blowing up catastrophically in my face, which either is possible. Uh, so after a long-winded top five. I would take got, Marvin Harrison Jr. with the first pick in the draft next year from the Giants, but get one of those top yeah. three uh, picks, they're almost certainly going to take a new quarterback. But and I wish they could, would take that. You can, fucking, you can get a quarterback off free agency. You don't have to draft one. Like, yeah, there are some good ones to draft, but, like, there's one Marvin Harrison Jr. There's one of them out there, and he is very good. But I digress. <laughs> well, I digress. I interrupted your uh, top ten. We all, we all digress. I watch a lot of Big Ten football, so I'm, I could go on about this all day long. <laughs> If you're interested in a soliloquy about why Marvin Harrison Jr. is the right fit for your team, reach out to the Fourth and Inches show. We've got you covered. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, maybe think about starting Brees Hall this week. I have him at number six on my list. <laughs> Aaron Jones checking in at seven, Tony Pollard at eight, Derek Henry at nine, and David Montgomery slash Jameer Gibbs at ten. So ten plus. Okay, you'll be happy to know that the top three guys on my avoid list will in your top Perfect. ten starts. Smack in the middle of my job. Uh, <laughs> that would be uh, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry, and Brees Hall, uh, Dante Foreman, oh, Najee Harris, Shiva Hubbard, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, Jalen Warren, and Tajay Spears, uh, all uh, in my top ten running backs to avoid this okay. week. And uh, let's see if I have any disarmable mention. Yes, I do. We can't have that. Um, I can tell you that I have all of the run, the running backs in Minnesota on my avoid list. Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler, 
at all. Everybody who wants to suit up as a running back, I don't want to start you this week. Uh, Roshan Johnson also on my list. Miles Sanders, Jarek McKinnon, Rico Doddle. It's, the numbers just aren't going to be there quite the same, but like if you're going to take a flyer, you're going to take a flyer. I've, I've got better flyers I'd rather take. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, Latavius Murray, Zach Charbonnet, Royce Freeman, Kareem Hunt. Not loving a lot. This was easier to find about 40 running backs. I didn't want to start this week. <laughs> 10. But there we it's, go. Uh, we see a few, few games right. differently. I'm excited yeah. to see how uh, the wide receiver rankings go. <laughs> yeah, let's let's see how you who's in your uh, top ten this week for wide receivers. I would just like to know. Uh, I'm sure you all thought C.D. Lamb was going to be at the top of my list. He is not. He's number two. Um, Tyreek Hill, number one on my list. But he's number one in your heart. Obviously, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> As, as I look over my shoulder at a Des Bryant football, yeah, I'm partial. <laughs> but uh, I've got A.J. Brown all the way up at three here, Amon Ross St. Brown at four, Keenan Allen at five, Cooper Cup checking in at six, Jamar Chase all the way down at seven, and even that I'm a little thinking might be too high. Stefan Diggs at eight. Uh, Justin Jefferson, as long as he gets on a football field at nine, and Garrett Wilson rounding out the top ten. So I want to see if we've got much overlap here. Um, the short answer to that is no. Um, C.D. <laughs> Lamb at the top of my list. Tyreek Hill, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamar Chase four, Debo Samuel five, Amari Cooper six, Jalen Waddle seven. Tank Dell, 8, DK Metcalf, 9, and Christian Kirk, 10. So I think other than the first uh, two or three, I don't think we have any overlap after that. Nope. Nope. So this will be interesting. But I don't think there's any overlap there either. I have Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Tyler Lockett, and uh, Noah Brown uh, making my honorable mentions for wide receivers this week. Okay. I've got Zay Flowers kind of in purgatory. I'm, I'm, I'm... not entirely sure how I feel this game's going to I mean, like, I know I, how I feel the game ends. I'm just not entirely sure how we get there. So, Zay Flowers, I'm on the fence about. But um, my list, very top of it, Christian Watson. <laughs> Don't want anything to do with the guy this week. Curtis Samuel, while 90% of weeks I like a lot, I don't love this week. Still kind of coming off the toe injury. Um, I, the Giants' defense is actually pretty decent, despite how it looked last week. Um, that wasn't their fault. Um, so I'm a little hesitant on Curtis Samuel, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Again, I can see a way where he's getting touches because they're going to have to be throwing both sides of this game all day long, but I actually just don't think there's going to be enough to go around for him. Elijah Moore, I'm staying away from Odell Beckham Jr., Tutu Atwell, Jaden Reed, Jalen Guyton, Darius Slayton, and Jonathan Mingo. For me, the wide receivers to avoid this week would be Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, Garrett Wilson, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Adam Thielen, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, and Jahan Dotson, and uh, dishonorable mention to Traylon Burks. Oh, dishonorable mention always just feels so much worse. <laughs> You're not quite in purgatory, but and you're not quite yeah. awful enough matchup for me to put you in my uh, 
avoid my like, you know, you Yeah, you're you're my... only like bad adjacent. <laughs> yeah. That's a good description for it. So quarterback wise, hopefully a little more overlap there. I've got two at Tagovailoa yeah. at the top of my list. Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, CJ Stroud, Lamar Jackson, Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy, Deshaun Watson, and Trevor Lawrence rounding out my top ten. Okay, we have some overlap. We have some on my avoid list. <laughs> I have okay. Dak Prescott at the top of my list, which I never thought I'd say, but here we are. Uh, at number two, Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes is coming in at three, and Jalen Hurts at, like, 3A. I think my biggest angst was which of these two I thought was going to be better than the other. Um, and I decided Patrick Mahomes is a little bit healthier, so there we are. Uh, at five, C.J. Stroud. And six, Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Again, I had a lot of guys that really wanted to be in the top three, and, like, there's just only three spots. <laughs> Josh Allen down at seven, Justin Herbert at eight, Sam Howell at nine, and Brock Purdy running out the top ten. I think I forgot to mention my honorable mentions. That would be Joshua Dobbs, Gina Smith, and Jordan Love. I like the matchups all a lot this week, too. So Okay. Yeah. We got that. I had a lot of trouble narrowing down my list this week. It it was hard. There were a lot of quarterbacks. I'm like, I could feel good about starting them. Yeah. And there's a lot I feel very not good good about. (laughs) Quarterbacks I would not feel good about starting this week uh, include Josh Fields if he plays, Sam Howell, Bryce Young, Aiden O'Connell, Kenny Pickett, Will Levis, Baker Mayfield, Wilson, and Russell Wilson. So. Basically not a good week to be a quarterback in Wilson uh, in terms of my rankings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not great. Watsons, Wilsons, the whole the or whole game. Yeah, yeah, we don't want that either. But we did seem very supportive in the movie, so who knows. But uh, Baker Mayfield's at the top of my avoid list. Not a healthy hand to hold a football in, and, you know, you've just got the – arguably a top three defense in the league on the other side of you who just got better because college roommates are playing together. Um, I don't love that for Baker. Not so much. Also not a fan of Trevor Lawrence's matchup here or how he's playing in particular. Granted, he had a tough week last week, but Tennessee can slow them down enough. Jordan Love, not not in love with Jordan Love in any way, shape, or form here. Russell Wilson, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford, uh, not totally convinced the hand is healed, also don't terribly love the matchup overall, but Will Levis, Zach Wilson, Kenny Pickett, and, you know, anyone the Giants run out there, Tommy DeVito and the boys, whoever's going to play football. Uh, It just, yeah, it was tough. It was tough with some of these. Tight end, who do you like this week? Hard to not like Travis Kelsey. Um, this is a big, big game, I think, and he shows up for big games. Uh, TJ Hawkinson coming in at two for me. I like the matchup here. Mark Andrews at three, mostly because he's the threat that is going to be most covered, so it, he didn't make it to one at the list. Three's still pretty good. Dalton Schultz at four. Sam Laporta at five. Dalton Kincaid, everybody named Dalton, come on down <laughs> at six. Jake Ferguson at seven. Cole Komet at eight. George Kittle at nine. And Trey McBride sneaking into the top ten. 
Um, what do you think the chances are of um, Jason Kelsey putting a bounty on his brother for the game? Um, I sincerely hope he does because he's done filming his promotional stuff for the Eagles Christmas album. So just take him out. I don't see any problem with that. Thanksgiving might be weird, but it's fine. It's fine. I mean, hopefully Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift doesn't show up because, you know, then we all have to pick the Chiefs to win because they haven't lost when she's been there. So I'm hoping she stays across the pond. Maybe we get a more interesting football game. I, I'm, I'm, I'm segue, I, I do have Travis Kelsey at the top of my list also. TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, Sam Laporta, Jake Ferguson, who's putting together a nice season. Dalton yeah. Schultz, also after a slow start, uh, starting to get more involved in the Houston offense. George Kittle, David Njoku, Evan Ingram, Dalton Kincaid, and... Uh, I'm going to go with an honorable mention for Herb Smith Jr., so I'm going to roll the dice one more time there. How about uh, tight ends you're looking to avoid this week? Ooh, I don't want any part of Pat Firemoose. I know he's healthy, he's coming off. I know he's sitting on IR on a couple of my teams. I don't I don't love this matchup. I don't love anything about it. Ty, Tyler, not Ty Conklin in New York, Michael Mayer, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, Donald Parham Jr., pretty much any West Coast tight end at this point, Hayden Hurst. And uh, really, beyond that, I couldn't get all the way to 10. I mean, I still think Irv Smith Jr. has value. I know it's probably not great unless you're in a really deep league. And Daniel Bellinger, like you said, I think there's value in the right place for him. But he's not going to be Travis Kelsey numbers. (laughs) Purgatory it is. (laughs) Okay, uh, my avoid list this week also includes Pat Briarmuth, Cole Komet, Mike Mayer, Hayden Hurst, Logan Thomas, Chigga Conklow, and Kate Otten. And okay. that leaves us with just defenses. I couldn't come up with 10 for either of my lists, so I left uh, an eight, I think, each. Pick your own so adventure. Eight, the eight <laughs> that I like the most are Detroit, Miami, Jacksonville, Buffalo, Dallas, the Giants, Cleveland, and San Francisco. Okay, I actually want to hold 10. I actually think I got, I got 10, maybe 9 on the avoid list, but I got, I got an actual 10 here. Um, I went with the Cowboys at 1, Commanders at 2, the Browns at 3, uh, the 49ers at 4, Bills at 5, Vikings at 6, the Dolphins at 7, the Ravens at 8, the Steelers at 9, and the Jaguars at 10. And defenses I'm looking to avoid this week. A little bit of all of the ones I like to start. (laughs) Not quite, but a couple: Uh, Las Vegas, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Chicago, Baltimore. I think was on your recommended list. Arizona, Philly, and Cincinnati are all defenses I'd be looking to avoid this week. Well, what's the fun in that? (laughs) I've got. I've got the Chiefs, the Texans, the Seahawks, the Eagles, the Rams, the Raiders, the Buccaneers, the Cardinals, the Packers. <laughs> Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. A little bit of everybody. All right. Uh, why don't we do a two-minute drill on the game predictions? Uh, we do have a interesting Thursday night game this week for a change. Uh, Actually, yeah, a good one. 
This should Very be a good, good one. one. And, uh, I think this will be one of the better, one of the high, higher scoring games of the week. But uh, I just think Baltimore seems to be you know, not quite in the Chargers category for self-distraction. But uh, for whatever reason, after their nice stretch in the middle of the season there, they seem to be reverting back to the Ravens that we all know and love. So I'm going to go with uh, Cincinnati, even though they stumbled against the Texans last week. I think maybe the Texans are a better team than uh, at least I've been giving them credit for up to this point. So I'll go with Cincinnati by a field goal here, 30 to 27. I am already going to disagree with you, so we are right where we need to be. Um, I'm thinking Baltimore to win by a touchdown, and I feel like that might even be conservative. I think I think Baltimore is a superior team here. Yes, Cincinnati, whatever, got their mojo back. I'm not buying what they're selling. I'm just not. I I think Joe Burrow is a little reckless with the football. The wide receiver court is not healthy, and that offensive line is still terrible. So until they show me otherwise, I still think Baltimore is a top-five defense, and I think they are going to be making things very difficult for Joe Burrow. The only potential issue is if if they get up by double digits into the fourth quarter, they are not going to win this game. Since 2022, they've lost six double-digit leads in the fourth quarter. Since 2021, they've lost nine games with a seven or more point lead in the fourth quarter, so they need to just score a lot of points late in the fourth quarter, not early in the game. That's where they go wrong. So my advice is bet on the under in the first half, go heavy in the second half. <laughs> so I'm taking Baltimore by touchdown. 27-20. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first of the so Sunday games, thankfully not a Sunday morning <laughs> game, but uh, we've got, as you like to call them, the Motor City Dan Campbells, yeah. uh, a.k.a. Yeah. the Lions, a.k.a. Uh, the Thanksgiving team getting ready for a home game, uh, hosting excited. And I think this will get their Thanksgiving week off to a good start. Uh, I think you know, they're, they're just so far much a better team here that uh, – I don't think this will be much fun to watch, but I'll go with the final score of, uh, unless you have uh, fantasy players on Detroit, in which case you might want to watch. But I'll go with the final score here of uh, Detroit 33, Chicago 14, and a laugher. Okay, so I, I have two different scores for this game, depending who plays quarterback for the Bears. <laughs> Tyson okay, Bajan is, is out there. <laughs> if Tyson Bajan's out there, I think the Lions win 30 to 17. However, if Justin Fields is on the field, I think there's a chance Chicago steals this game and they win 28-27. So I'm I'm picking different outcomes based on different quarterbacks. We're never going to get through the show. Probably not. But you know, I don't like going against Motor City Dan Campbell, but Justin Fields is something special. Good news is I don't think they'll let him out there because they want to tank for this draft pick. So probably the fighting motors that Dan Campbell's win this game. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Next we have the promise is the only either or score I have. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're not allowed to tier our scores either. Um, That's a new rule. You Houston. can't just implement that. So Houston is hosting Arizona. This game could be uh, mildly entertaining depending on the, yeah. how the quarterbacks uh, play and C.J. Stroud playing at a high level, Kyler Murray maybe not there yet, but uh, certainly has the potential to play at a high level. So I think this game will be a mini shootout, and 
I'll go with uh, the home team prevailing uh, Houston 30, Arizona 24, and like I said, a mini shootout here. Agree. I've got Houston winning 28-24, so I'm I'm right on on with this mini shootout. I think we'll see. You know, if Kyler Murray can can hang in a higher scoring game this week. Let's see what happens. Okay, next game up, uh, which I think will be higher scoring, but only for one of the two teams, Dallas, yeah. South Carolina. Uh, I think this will be Dallas's second lap on the well, maybe a little bit more of a fight if Carolina puts up than the Giants did, but I'm still going with a romp here. I'll say Dallas 37, Carolina 20. It went 33-17. It doesn't feel like a fair fight. I mean, it, it, it'll pump some stats up, and that's good. Start start all your Cowboys players this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, Green Bay hosting the Chargers. Um, it's too bad that Josh Lambeau isn't still with the Chargers because I loved when uh, he would come kick Lambeau at Lambeau Field. Lambeau. But, uh, <laughs> yes, unfortunately, um, we have Cameron Decker kicking for the Chargers now, so it's Dicker not quite as, uh, yes, he's Decker the kicker, but he's not Lambeau at Lambeau <laughs> Field, so I'm cheering those. Uh, um, unfortunately, Cameron Decker comes in a distant second. But anyway, I think this does come down to a field goal, but I think it's uh, Green Bay that ends up winning it, and I'll go with a score here of uh, Green Bay um, 27 and uh, and the Chargers 24 as uh, Andres Carlson gets his second game-winning kick of the season. There you go. Um, I have the Chargers winning 27, Packers 21. Uh, I just don't. I don't think the Packers are really firing on all cylinders, but the Chargers seem to think it's December every week, and they don't want to win football games. So this is interesting. Um, I don't feel like this is going to be a great game to watch, but it'll be close-ish. Yeah, I'm not fired up about hey, it. Next, next up, we have Miami off bye week uh, hosting the Raiders, who. Have won two in a row under Antonio Pierce. I think the you know, the good luck um, comes to an end here in a big way. I think uh, Miami is you know, far better team here, and especially if they get Devon Aitchin back, I think that'll just uh, make things worse for the Raiders. I'm going with um, yeah. Miami and a romp here. I'll say Dolphins 38, Raiders 17. Yeah, I went with I went with thirty four twenty. Just it felt almost too mean to predict as big of a thing. I mean, they could drop fifty points on them. It's not out of the question. Uh, this this Vegas team and Aiden O'Connell. It's just yeah, this is just rough. So at least there's a lot of other one o'clock games, and we don't have to watch that. <laughs> so, uh, another. I'm actually more interested in this next game. Oh. I think of all the one o'clock games, the one I'd be most interested in would be the Houston Arizona game. But uh, I guess yeah. my Giants are on the road against uh, the Commanders, and mm-hmm. uh, as you said, things can't go much worse for the Giants than they did last week. I think they'll bounce back. I'm still not impressed by Washington. I know they're favored by a bunch, but I'm going to go with the Giants in a mini upset here. I think for one week they'll sort of get things. Uh, straight, and I'm going with uh, Giants 24, uh, Commanders 21. Yeah, I went with um, 
Washington 27 and the Giants 17. I'm very high on Sam Howell, and I really like how this offense works, but I'm, I think the Giants' defense can slow them down, and I'm interested to see if the way that the commanders having a real defense is going to change the game plan here a little bit. Like, let's maybe have Saquon run the ball a little bit. Like, that's not a bad idea, guys. But I'm curious to see because I just want to see what they look like coming off last week's games. But I agree with you, Arizona-Houston's the game to watch in that first. Okay, um, next up we've got Cleveland hosting Pittsburgh. And, you know, this will probably be a close game just because I don't think Cleveland's offense is capable of blowing anybody out. But uh, Deshaun Watson does seem to be playing better. Of course, now he's injured again. But uh, I'll still say here that Cleveland uh, at home manages to eat this one out. I'll go with a final score of Cleveland 27, Pittsburgh 21. Yeah, I went actually – I picked the Steelers 20-17 to in a close, hard-fought game because why wouldn't I (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> yep, yep. So I'm going to begrudgingly root for the Steelers this week. So there you are, world. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, another the last of the 1 o'clock games, another one that's not too inspiring. You know, the Lovis had a good baby, but uh, uh, last week was not good. And, and I, I just... Yeah, I'm not too optimistic about his future. And mm. uh, Trevor Lawrence, on the other hand, is uh, a lot more optimistic about his. I'll go with uh, Jacksonville here um, pretty easily, 28-17. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a closer game. I've got Jacksonville winning 24-21. But, yeah, I just – it's I went back and forth on this one a lot. Okay. San Francisco hosting Tampa Bay. Again, to me, this doesn't look like a fair fight, especially if uh, Baker Mayfield ends up not being able to play or not being able to grip the football. Like uh, San Francisco, their defense is going to dominate here. Their offense is good enough that if they get the ball on short field, uh, they'll put up a ton of points. And I'm going to go with the final score here, 34-21, 49ers. Okay. I went uh, also, shockingly, with the 49ers, um, but I went 30-20. to 20. I think the Tampa Bay defense keeps them a little bit more competitive in this. Okay. Um, Buffalo hosting the Jets, you know, new offensive coordinator. I don't know if it's going to change that much. Jets still have a good defense and not much on offense. Uh, I just – I think Buffalo has the superior talent, uh, especially with Aaron Rodgers still watching games rather than playing in them. So I'm going to go with yeah. the uh, Josh Allen 24 and the Zach Wilson 17. The fighting Zach Wilson, huh? <laughs> I've got, I got Buffalo 27, Jets 17. I think there's just enough turmoil that somehow the Bills will decide to rally together and win a game, but they're still a disaster. I mean, just just terrible. So that's a game to avoid. Um, one that I'm pretty interested in watching is the Seahawks yes. Uh, yes, yes, on the yes. road against the Rams. This should be a good game, precursor to another 
interesting Seahawks game on Thanksgiving night. But uh, anyway, this is what we have this week. And um, I don't know, the Seahawks, they don't seem like a dominant team, but, you know, they do just enough to win. I mean, squeaking out a victory against the commanders at home on a last Mm -hmm. second field goal, not so impressive. I think the margin of the victory for them is going to be a field goal again this week, even though I think they're probably, you know, more than a field goal better team than the Rams, but I think they'll play down to the Rams level or what I perceive to be the Rams level, but uh, I'll go with the final score here is Seattle 27, Rams 24. I went 27-23, so we actually were very much in agreement on this. Um, I think Matt Stafford's not totally healthy. I think that Geno Smith's behind a terrible offensive line, but he's got a couple of good running backs and he can get rid of the ball fast, and I think that'll be enough, but it's it's certainly going to be a come-from-behind win, I think, late in the fourth quarter. So I'm very excited to watch this game. Okay, Sunday night game uh, might be interesting just because of uh, Joshua Bob, see if he can keep doing what he's yeah. doing. And here's a vote in the affirmative. I'll say that uh, the Vikings go on the road and uh, keep things uh, going their way. I think they improved to 7-4 and four with a 27-24 victory here. There you go. Um, I I went twenty three seventeen, so I'm even a lower score. But yeah, I think I think Joshua Dobbs can handle this Denver team. It's in Denver. It's at night. It's yes. There's the whole environment, but like he didn't know guys' names. I don't think he's gonna be worried about being cold. I think he's gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you go from uh, playing half the season with Arizona in the desert to. Uh, Playing yeah. Sunday night game at uh, Mile High. That's uh, quite the quite a, uh, quite a difference. <laughs> extreme. Yeah. So, and then wrapping out, um, wrapping up the week, uh, we have uh, two teams that played in the desert in January and played a high scoring game here in the cold of Kansas City on Monday night. I don't think it's going to be quite as high scoring, but still relatively high scoring. But uh, I think the outcome is going to be the same as it was uh, in February. I'm going to go with the Chiefs to win a pretty close and hopefully entertaining game here. I'll say uh, the the Taylor Swift streak continues, Chiefs 30, Eagles 24. I'm going the other way on this. I think the Eagles are going to steal one 30-27. Again, I'm mostly concerned with what Jalen Hurts' knee situation really and truly is because he didn't look great last week, but – I think primed for this. I think they're ready for prime time, and if not, we're going to find out pretty fast. But I think the Eagles are going to steal this one. So at least we get some good games at certain end of the week. Um, so before we let you go, very, very quickly, um, as always, you can find us every week, Tuesday nights at our normal time from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can find us all over social media. We are on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show, or I guess X. Uh, you can find us at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. Remember, we want to hear your turkeys, your treats. We're putting together our Thanksgiving episode for next week. And very, very briefly before we go, a couple of daily fantasy picks because, you know, we get you covered all the way around. You know who to start. You know who you want to spend your money on. Here's a couple of guys that will save you some money that might be worth your while. Um, at quarterback, I think Kyler Murray is very interesting this week. Joshua Dobbs, also very interesting this week. Um, even I don't hate the idea of of 
Kenny Pickett in the right situation, but I don't love it. Um, but you got some options there at wide receiver. Uh, Noah Brown and Tank Dell, both good options, both price right. Christian Kirk, who's going to see a ton of looks. Uh, and Terry McLaurin, old scary Terry, Jahan Dotson, if you really need a stretch. At running back, Najee Harris, uh, Deontay Foreman, potentially Khalil Herbert doesn't get activated. If Herbert does, I would throw him in there. Kenneth Gainwell is an interesting flyer. Uh, Rico Doddle, I think, is also an interesting one. At tight end, Trey McBride, Cole Komet, and maybe even really feeling crazy or Smith Jr., but probably not the week for that. Defensively, uh, the Lions and the Titans are both going to be priced right for you, so we've got you covered every which way for the week. If you have any questions, you want to talk football, you want to staff our picks, whatever, we're open for business. Find us all over social media, and we will be back with you next week. Good luck to everyone, unless, of course, you're playing us. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.